Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Dayline South Boston. Mm-hmm. The Pipe and Plovis kid. Have you seen this? Pipe and Plovis? The Pipe and Plovis. <laughs> I haven't. I don't know anything about the Pipe and Plovis. It's in the Herald. Okay. South Boston Beach remains closed after $31.2 million renovation. Residents boil. Mm-hmm. Southie residents are steaming over the $31.2 million renovation... Uh, of the Curly Center. As temperatures soar, residents can't cool off behind the new digs at the L Street Beach, as it's called. This is a big bathhouse. Mm-hmm. It's a big beach. Yeah. It looks like the beach will stay closed for at least the next week, if not longer, as the city's conservation commission still needs to approve a beach operation and management plan that the state has already signed off on. The commission is scheduled to meet July 19th, and City Councilor at Large Aaron Murphy says officials have not responded to a request for an emergency hearing to expedite the opening. If the commission held a meeting earlier than next week, the beach could reopen shortly, Murphy told the Herald on Tuesday. But a city spokesman refuted the claim, saying that the threatened piping plover bird species continues to stand in the way of access. Murphy requested the emergency meeting in a letter last week to Conservation Executive Elena Itameri. The counselor's plea came the same day as Mass Wildlife approved the beach management plan, determining that the project will not result in an adverse impact to the piping plover. Uh, my ask was, hey, this is extenuating circumstances. It's July. It's summer. We have a renovated community center. We have a community that's waited years for this to reopen. Why wait, Murphy told the Herald. The summer is so short anyway. Two weeks is a big deal when you only have so many weeks of summer. Also, I thought heat waves were, like, super dangerous and people die and we need to let them go mm-hmm. into water to cool off. Everose Schluter, 
Mass Wildlife's assistant director of its Natural Heritage and Endangered Species program said the agency has determined beach operations will occur within the piping plover's habitat, but if the city meets conditions submitted in the beach management plan, there will be no adverse effect um, on the threatened beach nesting bird species, she said. This determination is a final decision of the Department of Fish and Wildlife. Uh, a city spokesperson said uh, the approval of the plan would help minimize the impacts of human activity on nesting piping plovers. When the wildlife officials determine we can use the beach, yada, yada, yada. 18 other people um, are quoted on this as well. Now, what you should know, mm-hmm. among other things about this situation, right, is piping plovers are on the move. It has been a good few decades of the piping plovers who mm-hmm. have terrorized the Cape Cod <laughs> and other parts of the world. Um, Quincy Mass. Mm-hmm. Piping plover population bouncing back, which may mean more beach restrictions. Wait, it would mean more beach restrictions? Yes, because they're bouncing back and they need beaches to hang out on, and so we Wait, must not I disturb them. Wait, I thought if them. they were bouncing back, we could have fewer beach restrictions. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> oh, it's sorry. a sure sign of spring. And sorry, I must have been. I was confused. I thought that the beach restrictions were for things that were not bouncing back. They make small nest bowls in the sand, and each of these must be protected said Lyra Brennan of Mass Autobahn. She says uh, nesting begins in April, but some plovers start later and can rest right through early September. Oh. I can see why people are maybe upset about it because they want to use the whole beach, but there's no one else who's going to protect the birds, said Daniel Stalen of Quincy. Plovers are listed as threatened by the state, which began protecting habitats in the 1980s. It's something that it's something that here in Massachusetts we should be celebrating. It's an incredible conservation success, she said. Yeah. So if it's a success, wait, but oh right, I forgot. With the left, nothing's ever over. Correct. Right? You don't save the piping plovers and then we're done. You don't, you know, get marriage equality and then you're done. You don't, whatever, right. get. You know, you don't end Jim Crow and then you're done. There's always like right. a new frontier. There's Jim of Eagle something. to go after. Right. There's yes. something new that Jim you need Clover to do. Jim Clover to go after. That's right. <laughs> you can't. You can never. You can never reach. There's no end point to the progress. The progress must continue. Um, efforts. Channel Seven efforts to protect the piping plover population are paying off in a big way. The piping plover is a small bird in North America. The state has seen an incredible increase in the number of breeding pairs from just 135 to more than 1,000. Oh, God. So they are bouncing back. Piping plovers, by the way, I was listening to Howie talked about this later, early, Howie mm-hmm. Carr. Apparently, the piping plovers, they hunt them in other countries because they're numerous in other country, oh. countries, and they serve them as a cuisine in England. Hmm. Well, you These know, maybe plovers. if we stock them and make them come back, then we can... Uh... You know, then we can, but no, we never will. We'll still be preserving them even when they're completely taking over. But yeah, There's I mean, a thing like from I last birds, year, but... last year, uh, fireworks shows at New popular New Hampshire beach were canceled for Memorial Day weekend. It will be put off on hold for several weeks because of the piping plovers. Mm-hmm. These birds, I mean, next to the LGBTQ plus IA community, these birds are held in high regard. They don't mm-hmm. get a month. Actually, they get three months or four. They get as long as they want. <laughs> they get more beach access than like anybody who lives by the beaches. Can you imagine like 
you're watching like the plovers migrate around the North Shore, and you're like, depending where this frigging bird stops, means my summer <laughs> sucks or is awesome. Keep going, go, keep going. <laughs> Two times up, plover. <laughs> so there you go, <laughs> Southie. <laughs> You know, I don't. I'm not much of a beach person. Um, not shockingly, mm-hmm. but f the plovers. Gives a Christ. Sorry about that. Sorry, I know you don't like it when I say it. Um, Willow, there's a good one from 2022. West Dennis Beach closed indefinitely after two piping plovers were killed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it down. Could you imagine the 800 yards of police tape? can tell you uh they'd be able to figure that crime out even though they can't figure out the, the cocaine the, in the white house the plovers were accidentally killed by a vehicle late friday shut it all down <laughs> fantastic well and like i say like we're all so concerned about heat and how unsafe heat is have you seen this like heat wave in europe stuff no they're having a big heat wave in europe they've named it now the heat wave Oh, somebody sent me this, yeah. It's the Cerberus heat wave. Like the three-headed oh, dog from please, hell in Vladimir, Greek mythology. Please, just fire the ICBMs. So the, so the Cerberus Directly heat wave has struck you So I was intrigued by this because I went to click it because, like, in Europe, they're really whiny about, the, at least in my experience, not a hashtag, not all Europeans, I guess. But, you know, like, in my experience, Europe, like, complains a lot about extreme temperatures, both hot and cold. It's like 95 out, and they're like, my God, it's a heat wave. This actually is a really hot heat wave. The Medi- a bunch of places in the Mediterranean are going to hit like 120 degrees, like in Sicily and Sardinia and stuff. That's that's really hot, actually. I mean, it's like there's places in the U.S., I think, that get that hot in like Arizona and stuff, but that's serious heat. And the thing about Europe is, too, part of the reason I... Animal. Is it a fly? That's I what I thought it was. Okay. I think it's a little fat fly flying around um anyway so but europe like they don't really make extensive use of air conditioning the way we do here you know like places like arizona get that hot but like people in the u.s have ac indoors you know they just do like as a matter of course if you live in places that get that hot but like if you live on the greek islands you like might not have ac at least that used to be the case but Last week, two yeah. of them were accidentally are killed. Are you still this looking up piping plovers? Dennis Beach. Uh, in Boston, 25 this, years what year is this? Year? Spoke with people in town who are pretty disappointed. The people can go to other beaches. I just don't see the fuss. The fuss Sherry Holland is referring to is that a part of West Dennis Beach is closed after two piping plovers were accidentally killed by a vehicle late Friday night. Plovers are an endangered species. First of all, there's many beaches in Dennis, and if you have a beach sticker, I thought they you were can just go to threatened. any beach here. In fact, this entire one-mile stretch of the non-resident parking lot is off-limits indefinitely. They closed also, one mile of parking lot for the beaches and closed the beaches. Everything shut down because two plovers were run over accidentally. Also, so tell me something. Me. Actually, if two plo- if we're down two plovers, shouldn't more beach be open? Yeah, well, I was just about to say, like, if the plovers are dead now, 
we can reopen the beach, right? <laughs> so that's why this is just punitive. I mean, this the is... emergency's over. The plovers yes. are dead. Too yes. late. But that's why this is punitive. They're like, okay, yeah, fine. We only had two, and now the two are gone. But still, you will pay for this. This is what happens. Until you can attract some more plovers here, the beach day is closed. Yeah, no. They like that. By the way, but... you know... I get the feeling the piping plovers are dealing with other predators that probably, because they build little structures for them, probably kill the hell out of the plovers. It's probably a uh, lemon of a bird. <laughs> we don't know that. Uh, I think it is. I like I think birds. it is. If we have to shut down the geography for them so that they can manage to live, the seagulls are doing very well. That's true. Never have to shut anything down for seagulls. <laughs> That's true. Mine, 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 mine. Right, Albie? Mm-hmm. Oh, but anyway, I thought the Europe stuff was interesting. Um, and I... Uh, oh, so it's Farago? Cerberus. Cerberus, okay. Cerberus. But I guess we're naming heat waves now. But yeah, I do kind of feel bad for the people in Europe because they don't use AC. But, I mean, that's their problem, sort of. And they keep like passing laws that you can't like in public places turn down the AC, turn the temperature of the AC down past like a certain number, which is like mm-hmm. typically high. It's like seventy-eight or eighty or something that you they don't allow you in some of these countries to like turn your AC below that. Not in your house, but like if you have a restaurant or something. So that kind of sucks for them, you know. But what are you gonna do? I mean, like I. I would tell them that probably the thing to do is get air conditioning for the most part. That would be my suggestion to Europe. Thoughts? Um, well, my my thought is this. It was like 120 degrees like 58 years ago. I'm, I, I've since, since we've had this once-in-a-lifetime historic stuff happen, I've had some uh, older callers from mm-hmm. WTIC tell me the time they saw it, too. Right. You know, during uh, the 1950s. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. I just, I mean, like, that's fine. I just want to know what, like, me having styrofoam has to do with that or not. Like, if we don't use plastic straws here, how is it going to change the temperature in Europe? Um, it's not. <laughs> okay. Just I was, I'm checking, sorry, I hate that's... to tell you, but I was deep into plover. I know you are deep into plovers. Trish asked if they're going to start naming snowstorms, too. I think they have been naming snowstorms. Oh, they have been, yeah. And they call them something else. Um, They'll be like Arctic Bomb or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Bomb Cyclone. There's all kinds of, like, names of stuff that they do now. But, yeah, I guess we're naming heat waves now. So, Uh, Cerberus it is. Bad news, Alice. What's bad news? Is this about plovers? The plovers have arrived at Plum Island. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Directly affects us. We're going to have to move. It doesn't affect us because we don't go to the beach, even though it's right there next to us. What about? He needs mommy. Okay. Um. All right. I'll go. Um. I. Let me see if I can. What? Hold on. This. This will tell you what we're doing. Why is he right here? Yeah. Good. Okay. Check one two. That's happening right now, essentially. <laughs> Is he naked over there? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'm coming. 
Okay, so I'll take over for a few seconds, Albie, for a minute, okay? You can talk plovers to your little heart's content. Can talk plovers to my heart's content? Yeah, these guys have uh, absolute special rights. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's funny. Why? Why not the gulls? The seagulls. By the way, we are lucky that seagulls are such cool and big and good-looking animals. I like them. Although they have, I have had personal problems with seagulls. When I went to uh, Hermit Island a few years ago, they, um, I fed one, and and he kept coming back, and I liked him, and I kept like throwing stuff to him. And then we went and left our campsite for uh, like a couple of hours, and he invited a thousand of his friends over, and they destroyed everything and ate everything. And then this one of them, who was the original guy, it kept like tagging along with us, watching us, and like hanging out with us because we provided a feast for him. We called him Root Beer. And then Root Beer um, tried to bully my kids' food away from them when we were at the little uh, the shanty. The shack, there's a shack there. It, it, Hermit Island. Check it out. Check it out. Stay high where it's windy. But, um, but. Oh yeah, they've also got it. They've also got it's a it's a great place actually. I'll do a little spot for Hermit Island here. You can also um, there's deer that walk around, all cool. There's skunks that walk through the campsite. Skunks are great. Skunks are not bad animals because they're not going to spray you when they go to Hermit Island. They're looking for your stuff. Sometimes they go in like little packs, and they they try to open your stuff because they just want to eat camper stuff. They don't really want to fight the campers or spray the campers, so it's very cool that way. And then there's no nothing big. That's going to um, to maul you because I don't like the idea of being mauled. I do have sometimes I, I wonder since I've had deer in my yard and I've had foxes here and I've had obviously we've got rabbits and things. There are bears around here, and I just get the feeling I just get the feeling that that bears are going to want to hurt me. I just get that feeling. Just like there comes a time, this has happened recently since, um, this has happened recently. Since I, since this winter when I uh, went sideways uh, emotionally, I'm now, my, my nerves are a little shot. So Mm -hmm. I have this, this fear now of some dogs. I have fears of dogs now running out of the woods at me or running out of houses, etc. So just since this winter. And, and it's made me less um, confident around dogs, and dogs can tell, and they don't like that. They don't like that I'm feeling nervous. It makes the air nervous. So I saw this uh, truck down the street a few months ago, and it had on this back of the truck, it had a bunch of signs for um, pit bulls, like "Love my pity" or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, oh my God, I know that there's going to be a pit bull in that dog, and I'm going to walk by. And I know it's going to explode on me. And I walked by and the thing exploded on me. It was in the truck, but he was yeah. wanting to kill me. And, like, I'm sure I sent an energy out there. I've had it happen, like, a couple other times just with dogs, like, we were running to. Where it's, mm-hmm. like, it, it's, it's, there's a, it equilibrium in the air that has been off. But, uh, but that's fine. Also, pit bulls are just monsters. So, so, um, so I'm ready to move on from piping plovers. You're ready now? You've fulfilled your... Okay, should we read this, Alice? This, I mean, I was absolutely blown away mm-hmm. about these developments in Washington District and Columbia. Mm-hmm. This is how the AP prints this. No fingerprints, 
DNA sample or leads from cocaine found at the White House, the Secret Service says. The president, listen to this, this is the byline now, Alice. Ready? The presence of cocaine at the White House sparked criticism from Republicans. Hmm. So is that Weird the takeaway? No, and it's not the presence of cocaine right. that they object to. It's the fact that apparently it's fine if illegal substances show up at the White House and the Secret Service has no idea how they got there and can't because it means other things could show up in the White House. Well, right, but is the point of the story that the coke sparked criticism? Yeah, the Republicans pounced. So that's the story. Yeah. Somehow the story's not about Hunter Biden. The Republicans Biden. did something it's wrong It's not about here, a renowned Tom. druggie who hangs out in that part of the place, who has had possession of drugs famously, previously, many times. It's about Republicans. Yeah. They've been very so, critical. So the Secret Service found reason. a bag of Republicans. <laughs> yeah. No fingerprints or DNA turned up on the baggie of cocaine found in the lobby. We're now back to the lobby. Oh. At the way, so they, they this I did like they this by the White like House though a, that they mm-hmm. workshopped all three locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, library? They don't like library. Uh, tourist area cubby? <laughs> uh, situation room. Uh. <laughs> no, we don't want it near the situation room. But do you remember some of the initial stories? When they were saying that the White House was evacuated for a hazmat incident before they were even saying cocaine, first of all, a bunch of right wing sources were saying cocaine. And if you remember, I said to you at the time, I was like, I don't even like I'm not sure nobody's no official source is saying cocaine yet. Right. And so I don't even want to. And they were saying like near the White House, like it was like somebody dropped some cocaine on the lawn through the fence or something like it was. They were framing it like as innocuously as possible. Just the fact that they framed it that way. And then it turned out that everything, all the quote unquote, like non-credible sources were saying that it was cocaine that was found in the white house were it was true like that tells you yes. in and of itself that they were not honest from the start. no not from the start because they, they found hunter's coke which is why that's it so they <laughs> right. had to start from there and reverse engineer a storyline so no fingerprints or dna turned up in the baggie of cocaine found in a lobby at the white house last week despite a sophisticated fbi crime lab analysis and surveillance they- footage of the area didn't identify a suspect. Now, isn't that artfully written? The surveillance it, footage didn't ID the suspect, meaning right. nobody uh, was like to the camera, hi, exactly. look at my cocaine, waving it yes. in front of the camera. It didn't identify a suspect. Well, it probably identified the president's son going into the room, but it's not a suspect. Right. You can't narrow it down to like maybe under 100 people who walked through that area in the days leading up to it being there. Anyone? This is uh, according to a summary of the Secret Service investigation obtained by the Association Press. So this is handed off to the AP to deliver to every publication in small towns around the country, every voting district in the country. It's like January 6th they had, like, they, like, combed through the footage finding, you know, IDing people's clothing from their social media so that they could ID people and... uh, and catch people who had been there in the in Listen the capital. But like if it's the White House in a secured area when there weren't huge crowds of people milling through, they absolutely can't possibly narrow down who was there or not there at the time. 
No, well, that goes to this. There are no leads on who brought the drugs into the building. No leads. Hmm. No leads. So there, uh, obviously, for the West Wing, there's a visitor log. Obviously, yeah. there's camera footage. Can we match up visitor logs to camera footage? Can we t Have we talked to anybody who does cocaine in the building? Have we talked to anybody at all in the building? Have we looked at the surveillance and asked any questions of anybody at all? So no. wait, there are no leads? No, no, there there's no, they have no possible way to, it could really be anybody in America. So where time. is the AP story saying, we talked to these seven people who got a private tour and who were called by the Secret Service? Where are those people? Because I don't see, hear there's from those people. none of those people. U.S. They Secret Service agents. Um, U.S. Secret Service agents found the white powder during a routine White House sweep on July 2nd in a heavily trafficked, back to heavily trafficked, West Wing lobby where staff go in and out and tour groups gather to drop their phones and other belongings. We're back there now. We're back mm -hmm. to the place, too. Without, um, without physical evidence, the investigation will not be able to single out a person of interest from hundreds of individuals who passed through the vestibule where the cocaine was discovered, Secret Service officials said in the summary. Well, you know what? Get on it. If you've got hundreds of, inter hundreds of interviews yeah. to make, let's make those interviews. It's most likely the bag was left behind. Now, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. This is where the AP is really do being good partners with this administration. Yeah, because how do they know anything's most likely Right. When there's no apparent clues or leads or anything. How do you it's know what's most, most likely? It's most likely the bag was left behind by one of the hundreds of visitors. The tourists are back. Yeah. Remember, this was now the situation room where the tourists weren't going. They are back now. <laughs> Bring them back in, please. Back yep. in. It's most likely the bag was left by one of the hundreds of visitors who traveled in and out of the building over the weekend. Who usually bring their illegal drugs when they just underwent, like, background checks and all this ID stuff and searches with, like, metal detector wands and all this huge process to even get into this building. They brought cocaine with them when they were yes. going to go through that screening process. Yes. Sir, Sir, uh, the president's just been shot dead in Dallas. Could be hundreds of people attended that thing. There are were we people everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> what do we can't... I mean, we, we don't have a suspect. We don't see the... <laughs> Hundreds of people, according to a this is, a, this is listen to the AP's person. It's it's most likely the bag was left behind by one of the hundreds of visitors who traveled in and out of the building over the weekend, according to a person familiar with the investigation who was not authorized to talk about an ongoing probe and spoke to the association pre, Associated Press on condition of anonymity. Um, <sighs> okay, Kareen. So you're saying that there's what? It was most likely left by, by the tourists. You didn't hear it from me. <laughs> but that's what we're going with. You didn't hear it from me. Because if she doesn't just hand this off to the AP, then, of course, uh, under a condition of anonymity, off the record, or on background, if she doesn't just hand it off like that, then they could ask her more questions about it. Like, why did mm -hmm. you lie to us initially? And again and again and again. The presence of cocaine at the White House prompted a flurry of criticism. <laughs> I don't see why. And questions from Republicans who requested a briefing Thursday on the probe. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said President Joe Biden believed it was incredibly important for mm -hmm. the Secret Service to get to the bottom of how the drugs ended up in the White House. Yeah. Wow, he must really mean that.
Mm-hmm. He said incredibly important. The Secret Service is responsible for securing the White House and led the investigation. It's incredibly important. Well, they don't seem to be able to interview hundreds of people, but he thinks it's incredibly important. Shouldn't they be interviewing hundreds of people then, you would think? Yeah, if the president of the United States says something is incredibly the only important, way, you would think you would right, look into it. The only way that doesn't scan that sentence is if the Secret Service can't interview hundreds of people because those hundreds of people aren't a suspect because they know it's Hunter's Coke, and Joe Biden knows it's Hunter's Coke as well. Right. Biden wasn't there at the time of the discovery. There's that is a that is a, <laughs> the sentence that does not have to be there. I know because it doesn't be, it's not germane to anything. Because <laughs> normally when well, you on, find things, they were left there at some point before you found them. Biden wasn't not there when th- you find them. But I, Biden wasn't there at the time of the, the discovery. He was at Camp David with members of his family for the holiday weekend. Right, and where were Biden and those members of his family right before they went to Camp David? Right. <laughs> Any members in particular that maybe should be notable in this uh, instance? Any members at all that you might want to... No, just members. It's all members of the family. What do you mean? What do you mean? The complex was briefly evacuated as a, as a precaution when the white powder was found. The fire department was called in to test the substance on the spot to determine whether it was hazardous. Imagine Biden yelling at Hunter behind the scenes right now. You know. Just off stage. <laughs> like... how could you do this because he knows everyone knows what it is the fire department was called in to test the substance in in the spot to determine whether it was hazardous the initial test came back negative for biohazard but but positive for cocaine the bag was sent for a secondary more sensitive lab analysis Home Security's National Biodefense Analysis and Countermeasures Center analyzed the item for... Oh, wow. That sounds really sophisticated. You can tell they're really, really trying to solve it. Right. Analyze the item for any bio threats. So that's where it's being tested. Tests conducted at the facility came back negative. The co- Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Cocaine and packaging underwent further forensics testing. Mm-hmm. including advanced fingerprint and DNA work at the FBI's crime laboratory, according to the summary. The FBI also did chemical testing. So if is anybody on camera wearing gloves? Uh, some people in the chat pointed out that they seem to put more effort into trying to figure out who put the garage door pull on the NASCAR garage a couple of years ago. Meanwhile, Secret Service investigators put together a list of several hundred individuals who may have accessed the area. I want that list. 
I yeah, want to see if somebody's see the list. name is on there. I know. I know. Now, you have that list. Right. And you can start off by drug testing any of those people whose jobs make them subject to drug tests, which I bet is a lot. So... That but the lab results didn't turn up latent fingerprints or DNA, so agents can't compare anything to the possible suspect pool. We just can't. There's no possible way to narrow it down from here. Can't be done. White House staff are per- fingerprinted. Participants in tour groups are not, as they omit. What about family? What about mm-hmm. family? It's funny because there's nobody on staff or in the tour group who you have any reason to believe right now is a big Coke user. Video of the West Executive Street lobby entrance did not identify the person or provide any solid investigative leads. Video didn't identify the person. (laughs) This is the biggest, as far as I'm concerned, this is priority number one right now for Republicans is to get, I want want to watch everything on those cameras. Everything. The lobby is open to staff-led tours of the West Wing, which are scheduled for non-working hours on the weekends and evenings. These tours, it doesn't matter because it wasn't in the lobby. It was next to the Situation Room. Those tours are invitation-only and led by White House staff for friends, family, and other guests. Hmm. Most staffers who work in the complex can request an evening or weekend tour slot, but there's often a wait list. There were tours on the day, a Sunday, the drugs were found as well as the two preceding days. Okay, so I'm just telling you, there's going to be a freaking problem if they pull this crap with Hunter's Coke, because they have, as far as I'm concerned, if you if it wasn't Hunter's Coke, you would have done things differently. Of course. Right. Right now, everybody knows it's Hunter's Coke, because right. he's not going to take a drug test, and that you would have denied it. You would have said it's not his Coke. Right. Start with the staff, drug test all of them. That's easy, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're all subject to drug tests. So, you know, start there. They all have security clearances and stuff. And presumably they don't bring their coke to work in theory. Right? But like, and then, I mean, like narrow it down, right? Like they would, for anybody else, if this were Donald Trump's White House, they'd already have warrants to like search his personal phone to see if he was in touch with a drug dealer, right? Like, come on. (sighs) But whatever. We all know. Hold on. There is a a piece of audio that I I don't know if I don't think I played it here. Um, But when Corrine is asked about the uh, Coke. um... There has been some irresponsible reporting uh, about the family, and uh, and so I got to call that out here. And I have been very clear. I was clear uh, two days ago. This when- is when somebody asked if the if the coke belonged to the Bidens. She never says no at all. She mm-hmm. just yells at them. Talking about this over and over again, as I was being asked a question, as you know, and media outlets reported this, the Biden family was not here. They were not here. They were at Camp David. That's they not the answer Friday? to yeah. is it the Biden's coke. Yeah, President Tom Shattuck. Yes. Uh, does the Coke in the White House belong to you or any member of your family? I wasn't here. <laughs> I wasn't here Sunday or Monday or Friday. <sighs> I'm not. I'm going to solve this effing thing myself. Somebody needs to just leak out 
uh, video. They do. They simply do. Yeah. Um, what else we got, Albie? Anything? Okay. So um, I do want to briefly talk about this Iowa leadership, family leadership summit. Have you heard about this at all? Uh, oh, Joni Ernst? Is that not it? No, well, that's uh, so. I had talked to you about that before. So, if you remember, there was the uh, motorcycle, the the motorcycle event in Iowa, jo- the Joni Ernst thing, where yeah, where Trump blew it off. Where Trump blew it off. They all the other candidates went and wore dorky, pretending they're into motorcycles outfits. Yeah, and <laughs> it was mad. Trump was probably smart to blow it off, but there was also like a story that came out of that that like tr- the. Trump team had told them they would send a video, so they like got all these big video screens and put them up to like play Trump's video yes, message. Yes. And then they never sent a video and they told them that, you know, sorry, we're not doing multi candidate events. Okay. Which like fine, okay. So now the a bunch of people in Iowa are mad because um, so there's this big event. This has been planned for a while, but they just announced Tucker Carlson is going to be one of the hosts of it or the whatever, like the people asking yep. questions. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah, This is this it's big candidate summit. Well, this is uh, this is everywhere. So this is the um, it's by a bunch of Iowa Republican, especially the social conservatives, largely. That's why it's called like the Family Leadership Summit. So like. The governor there, Kim Reynolds, she's going to sign their new heartbeat bill into law right there. The dog's crying because she can't sleep on the guest room bed because I just washed the um, covers for her. um, For the human who's trying to sleep there. Um, Anyway, so they're doing this big event. It's a candidate summit. So they're going to have like hosts asking the candidates questions. They just announced Tucker is going to be asking the candidates questions at it. Trump won't go. He's blowing them off. He says, I'm not doing events with other candidates there. Essentially, essentially, I think what he's trying to do, right, is say, like, I'm the nominee, which, like, polling wise, is it's, I mean, sort it's, of fair. It's, it's, I mean, I but, think it's it's I think it's bad form, but it is the smart thing to do. I mean, why why make, put himself make himself vulnerable and give these guys any oxygen? Right, right. now, it's smart when he's up 30 points. Right, yeah. So, and I think this is the idea, and I think, and he's said this too. Like he's as like I'm up as much as Biden is up over RFK Jr. Why should I have to debate candidates? Biden doesn't have to debate candidates. Like I'm the nominee. That's it, right? And so I think that that's. I think it it does diminish the other candidates if the front runner won't show up to the event, right? Um. But it is interesting, and I do think it will draw people that they have Tucker for it, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I mean, definitely people like us who are political junkies are going to, like, look at it either way. But the question is, does it, like, piss off enough people in Iowa? Not that Trump necessarily needs Iowa, either. Didn't Ted Cruz technically win Iowa oh, in 2016, like, by a hair? I think that he did. But anyway, like, I I tend to not think that it matters at this point in time whether or not Trump shows up to events like this. But I think it's possible that a time comes when it will matter. Well, oh, Pepper's eating that fly, that huge fly. Oh, she wants to eat She's fly. actually good at eating flies. 
Move the chest if I hot sauce. Pepper, it's not still there. It went that way. That's it. That's she's a hunting dog. She's a she's a fly hound. <laughs> fly hound. Um, but yeah, like I I do think this strategy is kind of interesting. There's um where he's not doing this stuff and I do wonder I mean like it's clearly pissing off like a bunch of these people who are like Republican big like Republican kingmakers in Iowa right mm-hmm. it would be like if Howie Carr held a big event here and Trump said F you I'm not going to that if you're having other candidates there you know what I mean like if you're if if you're in Iowa, like, those are the people that you want to, like, befriend. But, you know, I I don't know if the voters necessarily care. Do you, you see Mark's I mean? message, by the way? Mark's message? Yes. Where? What message? Twitter. It says that the, the link is not working. Welcome to my world, Mark. Although he's a paying subscriber. Oh. Hmm. Okay, I will take care of that. Okay, Alice, um, should we go to the Chelsea Fire Wicked hotline? No, because I didn't get to my other things okay. that I wanted please, to talk please, about. Please, my dear, please. Um, one of which is, so so that was like one Trump thing that I thought was interesting. I don't think it affects the voters, particularly the primary voters necessarily at this point. But, um, but I do think it's like an interesting dynamic to watch. Um, the other thing is this New York Times story that came out about the Trumps today. Did you see this? No. So, um, the New York Times has a story out with, um, about Melania Trump. So, one of these big Trump super PACs, um, and this is, like, from today, this afternoon, um, this big Trump super PAC paid Melania Trump through a booking agency but that's who the money went to uh paid her a hundred and fifty thousand dollars for like a speaking engagement okay um in 2021 so the idea being like this is sorry sorry biden tripped sorry this is the money that trump raises like when he's like help with the legal fees help save america Mm -hmm. blah 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 and i mean i don't think this is atypical because this is what the black lives matter people do this is what all the this is what all the democrat packs and everybody does it right it's the same grift that everybody does it's the same grift that cory bush does when she pays her boyfriend to be her security detail right right like it's you know like it's the it's a campaign or in this case a super pack paying members of the family to do things that are ostensibly like for the campaign to like save america we're going to pay melania one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to be at this speaking engagement right all right yeah um and you know so the new york times wrote this up like it's it's a big story it's not illegal as far as i can tell or anything wrong with it um and once again like i don't think that this matters to the primary voters this is not like he's not going to be prosecuted for this this isn't an illegal thing to do it's but um but I do think that it's like a and and not to say like I'm sure all the DeSantis grifters do this stuff too. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody does this, right? But um it just shows me that all these people, including the Trumps, 
just completely suck. And like, what a freaking hack grifter class of people everyone involved in like big political money is like mm. don't donate to any i mean like donate to your like local school committee candidate if you want because they don't have like a bunch of consultants that they're paying tens of thousands of dollars to do stuff but don't donate to any of these packs all these things that send you mail to like save america by getting trump back don't send the money don't send anybody money who tells you they're going to stop trump don't give anybody any money, not to the Lincoln Project, not to these guys, not to Tea Party groups, right. not to literally any of them, because you are just paying people who are way richer than you. Exactly. For Save like, that money for the Burn Barrel Podcast <laughs> Patreon. No, I know. But seriously, like this stuff is such a racket. All of it. All the way down. All of them. Black Lives Matter. All the MAGA packs, like everything, like either pay for somebody, some local candidate where you know that the money's actually going to go to helping elect the candidate, but don't give any of these people any money at like a national level because it's all a racket. And you know, DeSantis raised a massive fundraising haul too. I'm sure that money's all going to consultants and grifters too. And he's getting less for it because they're giving him terrible freaking advice too on top of it. So you know, yeah, because no, his that campaign's is been a disaster. But like, imagine all the money burned on this stuff, and that they still have the nerve to send like desperate fundraising emails asking people for a dollar or whatever. Like, it's just like it is a dirty business. But they, always I'm like say ready that. to ban all political donations altogether. It's so gross. It's so gross, and it's gross too. It's gross that the New York Times goes after the Trumps for doing it when everybody does it. You know what of I course. mean? Well, of course it is. Like, this is the thing. Like, now do Black Lives Matter, guys. Like, yes. I mean, what do you think this is? Like, obviously, that's all the way down. Anytime you give money to any political thing like this, it's all just going to rich people to, like, pay them to do speaking events for other people. Like, they're just paying themselves money. It's so stupid. But yeah, it's not like a discovery or illegal or corrupt or any of that other stuff. It's just, you know, it's an honest grift. It's true. They ask you for money, you send it to them, and then they just spend it on themselves. All of them do. All yeah. of them. No, I don't care is, who your favorite a, is, a, but yeah, they all back suck. Backslapping business. Yeah, it's... Ugh, God, I can't imagine. It sucks. Although, you know what? They have a lot of money, so... What's the hot sauce else? The hot sauce is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. And they bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline chat chat where you can leave messages for the show. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. We're going to enter a uh, world of uh, controversy. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Let me just make sure we got them all up here. All right. There is a pointed message uh, entitled FU. We'll get to that one later. <laughs> okay. One at a time. TNCFS missed opportunity. TNCFS? I don't know. TNCFS. I don't know what that means. Huh. Tom, Alice. Hi. Hey. I'm going to say you missed this one. Oh, perfect, perfect opportunity okay. for some grift and even some graft. Ooh. You guys should be up in Vermont yeah. getting FEMA money as consultants on how to patch a leaky home i mean god knows you guys have one that you're constantly fixing anyway i mean it's like yes. a dike without the uh 
uh, finger in it to keep the water flowing easy that time so you know you should be loading up the um the volvo with a bunch of discounted tops from uh ocean state job lot and you should be hightailing it to vermont tomorrow and selling those at 10 20 times the price i mean come on Rahm Emanuel was right in some respects he was he was Never let an emergency go unused. What is that? Never waste an emergency. Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so one, the Volvo is broken. So yeah. if anybody only uh, the Mitsubishi. Exactly. Right the Mitsubishi Zero is is awake and alive. Um, but that's not a bad idea to sell stuff like that from OSJL. Uh, also, Alice, I believe we've ha- we have a couple residents up there. Mm-hmm. What if um, let's just say uh, we find out we come to find out that those residences are totaled. They might be actually. We well, haven't looked yet. <laughs> maybe they are, regardless. <laughs> well, before you get excited about trying to scam somebody by saying it's total, why don't we see if it's actually total first? I'm <laughs> getting paid. We, we might need to get paid to actually paid and do. I, I uh-huh. do prepare like do, not as a scam. Do prepare to do looting. Nobody would expect a a <laughs> pregnant woman to do that. <laughs> Good Lord, these COVIDians just won't stop. Yes. So now deers are spreading COVID to mm-hmm. humans. Yep. Mul- you see my Instagram, by the way? I said three deer yesterday. You probably have like three new strains of COVID now. Yeah. Multiple times. Not sure how that's happening. I have my thoughts. But how- That's a suspicious amount of birds in the background with him. <laughs> There's something. There is a lot more happening. That- Do birds get COVID? Maybe they're plovers. Maybe he's guiping plovers from the beaches and selling them in the black market. He's in some kind of sales, isn't he? He drives around all over the place. He's selling plovers to the, like academia at BC. He's always calling wow. from near Chestnut Hill. How come when we hear about these guys who those are you know rape a horse, or <laughs> a sheep or a goat? You never hear about an STD being transmitted. Take it easy, Tom. I'm not saying that it's okay to go out and do that. I'm just asking the question. That's all. Okay. I'm not saying it's not okay to go out and do that. Mm-hmm. It's a valid point. By the way, I just used my um, my app, my bird call app, and those are confirmed. Those are piping plovers in the background. Nice. Hey, guys. I'm sure you've been there before, but I would like to nominate the market basket in danvers is being the it's, it's an old 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 one it's a really old market basket i'll i'll continue here but i'm a little worried already best in this area it's got a cafe oh wait then that's not no that must then be, there peabody. Must be a new one. peabody across the 95 that's the old old, old one but the okay it's got a oh wait wait, wait a second this isn't all you can eat message don't is you think it? don't you think i guess want me to play it now I suppose. It's got a great bakery. You can sit down and watch TV. What is that one? The aisles are very wide. There's a lot of stuff there, a lot of inventory. And they have the rotten aisle as well, Tom, with everything being mocked down from vegetables to meats to chickens and so much more. So if you haven't been there already, Danvers Market Basket is number one in this area. Very interesting. That sounds like... I see like, a market bag to get spirits there, too. Uh, ooh, that sounds like the um, one that's in Haverhill, the new one in Haverhill on River Street. So, But I'd love to give it a try. We are in Danvers here and there. I mean, This appears to be near the Ocean State job lot. 
still doesn't work for me for for Danvers. I'm not sure where that is. So, but anyway, it, it, it doesn't matter. It's so funny because like uh, if you go through a CVS drive-through, all the cars are lined up to be close to the window. But some of them here in Connecticut, they have the little tube, and you can <laughs> like go over to the right side and not get stuck in the line and stuck on the conveyor belt. And you just put your information in there. You talk to the speaker and you put it in there and you put the little capsule in there. Goes wee. Hey, off it goes. Later. Thank you. I love his wheeze. I love them. Here too. we go, Alice. This is the final one, and I I believe because I was cyber attacked today on my Instagram through direct mm-hmm. messages. Uh, I believe it was um, uh, what's it called when you use uh social media to send terrorism at people. Stochastic terrorism? Yes, that was stochastic terrorized by uh, this gentleman. I believe this is uh, him. Mm-hmm. This message is only entitled F.U. Hi, Steve from Merrimack. <laughs> you know what I really enjoy? I enjoy having my vocabulary questioned by the Norm Crosby of podcasting. <laughs> you malapropes spouting nincompoop. Uh, not that these are malapropisms, but let me cite two recent atrocities on your part. Uh, Hercule Parrot, the one, and uh, Indicia for Indicia. You friggin' jerk. Uh, allow me to retort. Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Jerry-rigged. Adjective, organized or constructed in a crude or improvised manner. Yeah, this is the this is the version of the dictionary that has the word black in capital and uh, and changed Mm. the word uh, sexual orientation because of uh, the Supreme Court uh, nominee. What was her name? Amy Coney Barrett. Yes, used it. Yeah. F U (laughs) from grammar phobia, a grammar website. The expression "jerry rigged" was in use for decades before anyone referred to German combatants as "jerry." We found uses of "jerry rigged" dating from the 1890s, when the "jerry" part simply meant badly made. F you, <laughs> and I sent both of these to you in a private message on Instagram with a third F you in print. Thank you. All right, so this is—I <clears throat> don't like to have to do this, but. I actually, uh, uh, I actually did some research uh, myself, and now here is this is Steve Robinson on YouTube, the Steve Robinson, making this discovery himself. This I cite my first example. So uh, apparently, it's pronounced jury rig, not Jerry rig. Jerry rig. I've been pronouncing it Jerry rig my whole life because it makes me think of the kind of things that farmers do to make it work. And both my grandpas are farmers, and they're also both named Jerry. So just kind of fit. So, and then I decided, should I, do I want to do this to Steve? So I went to Simon Whistler, who is known as the Oracle of Etymology and Mm -hmm. Vocabulary. And unfortunately, Steve, uh, I hate to do this. This is this hurts me to do this, but indeed, uh, Simon. Hello, I'm Simon Whistler. You're watching today. You sure are, Simon. Out. And in the video today, we're answering a viewer question because David N asks, "Who was the Jerry in the expression Jerry rigged?" Although many describe shoddy workmanship or a hasty temporary repair as Jerry rigged, in its original incarnation, the term was actually 
jury rigged. Correct. While jury as a noun means a group of peers that decide the outcome of a legal proceeding and has been in use in English since the early 14th century, by the early 17th century, sailors had taken to using jury as an adjective that meant temporary or hastily contrived, Correct. first <laughs> referring to jury masts. It is unclear why, however, and unfortunately, all we have are speculative hypotheses with nothing in the way of evidence actually backing them up. One such hypothesis is that French-speaking sailors had been describing their quick repairs as a jury, which meant help or relief, and English speakers mistakenly assumed that they were saying jury. Perhaps slightly more plausible is that it was originally jury mast, meaning day mast, from the French jour, meaning a day, which was essentially a temporary mast meant to last only a short while. Yet another speculative hypothesis is that the term came about because it took a jury of sailors to put their heads together to come up with a way to create a usable makeshift I think, mast. I think what, what, um, I mean, he does have a British what accent. Stephen is saying now, correct, is no mass. Indeed. Uh, the... It's, it's, as Alvani would say, I have spoken, so it is written, so it shall be done. Still haven't. So it shall it be done. It is mm-hmm. jury, J U R Y. I will take your uh, thorough apology, Steve. I mean, both are pretty no, much in no, use, it no. appears, when you no. look. And his, I wasn't no, sure. His is the newer slang street version that you'll find in the streets of Merrimack. Um, Our where they, where they are now suggesting s- that it's named after Jerry Callahan. It's not. <laughs> that would be great. Actually. <laughs> um, no, that is uh, absolutely incorrect. He is. I, I expect a wordy and thorough. By the way, you know what? Steve will never again say Jerry Riggs to anybody he knows because he knows now this horrific uh, <laughs> condition think, that he's. I think that. Y- yes? I like Steve's messages, and I want him to keep leaving them. I don't think we need to do two whole shows about how... He said F you, Alice. I still like him. That could... I mean, it's not as if we have the Secret Service at the White House investigating what that means, but I think I know. (laughs) Okay. It's not Fitchburg University, I don't think, but it could be. There's no way to tell. I still love you, even though you get words wrong. I don't get words wrong. <laughs> yes, you do. Sometimes. That is incorrect. What are the ones he said I got wrong? That is incorrect. What was the one I got wrong with Sally? What did you get wrong with Sally? Brought or brung? Was it brung? Oh, yeah. When Sally was a little kid, she said, like, I bringed you this because the little kids just add ED to the end of everything when they don't know. And you said, Sally, it's brung. Oof. In this condescending that is a tough voice, one. And it's like, do you mean brought, honey? What are you talking? Although, about? Although you know, I needed a word just to hold me over. I had to jury rig a word. Steve says he's gonna jury rig an explosive to your <laughs> car. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I look forward to that. I'm open to that. I think actually, um, it's Steve. If you could do it to the house too, uh, <laughs> the car, then I get the insurance money from while you. We're away. And no, no, I wouldn't be in the car, Alice. This is no, we I, win. Oh, no. <laughs> oh you have different idea. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say then I get the insurance money from the house and from you dying. You mean so I, you be... mean after a lengthy grieving period? <laughs> I mean, yes, after that. Um, anyway, thank <laughs> you, <laughs> thank you all. Appreciate you for leaving chat chat messages and we will see you guys all Sunday.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.